0: Welcome to the Empowering Industry Podcast, a production from Empowering Pumps and Equipment as the voice of the pump and related equipment industry. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Empowering Industry Podcast. This is coming out on October the 18th, and I'm your host, Charlie Matthews, joined by my co-host, Bethany Walmack.
1: In person, it feels so weird just staring at a screen with notes on it instead of staring at Charlie looking at me. We're here together in Houston because you're in town for Valve World. And so we get to record together today and we're really excited that all of our listeners are here to share this experience with us. And we're thankful that you choose us every Monday to listen to our show. Do us a favor, leave a rating and review to help other listeners find the show. And this week we're gonna cover something from social media actually a little different, but stay tuned, uh, preview the news for empowering pumps and equipment and connect you with an industry influencer. I'm guessing your week was amazing because you get to be here with me, Charlie. It's true. It's absolutely true.
0: And I get to sit in this chair uh, that we recorded the Empowering Women Conference in. And so I just
1: feel like I'm back in my element. We're uh, in the room we are. where Empowering Women Virtual 2020 happened. It looks a little different. There's a lot more kid toys around, but I feel like the energy is here. I, I
0: feel it. I, I absolutely do. But I had a great week. I went to Valve World Americas and got to speak there on the you know, main expo floor, which was fun. And so just,
1: full of energy and ready for trade show season. So what about you? Yeah, my week was really great. I would be remiss if I did not mention that Anim actually won our football game. And it would have been a lot better had I not predicted a 50 point loss on the last podcast.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about that the entire game because it was hard to watch for me because they were just beating us. And so at the very end, all I could think about was the podcast last week where you were dressed up in all of your Aggie gear. So it made it much more a fun experience, yeah. actually.
1: Um, anyway, really fun week for us around here. And then we're just rocking and rolling, getting ready for Empowering Women mm-hmm. and and getting ready to head out to Chicago. Yeah. And, you know, we just finished
0: up our digital edition. So if you haven't seen that, take a look at that. It's our October edition. It has some really cool stuff in there. We'll, we'll link to it in the show notes. But um, just check out the Be a Model section. I love that. And it kind of ties into what we're going to talk about today.
1: Yes. Okay. So moving into Let's Get Social this is where we're going to let you know something that's going on in the industry that you'll see on social media coming up this week.
0: And first, we're going to invite you to our virtual meetups uh, October, which is... Actually, November. Sorry, (laughs) It is November. Uh, We're still in October. There's so much left in October that we're going to do, but... We do want to invite you to our November meetups, which is the Empowering Women one, Wednesday, November the 10th at 11 central time a.m. And then Empowering Brands, which will be November the 16th. That's every third Tuesday of the month at 3 p.m. Central time.
1: Yep. Pre-register for those. There's a link in the show notes and then you'll get emailed the Zoom link and be ready to turn your cameras on, say hi, introduce yourself, talk about how it's almost 2022. What do we do? All of those kind of things. Yes. And I want to know if do we want to continue
0: to have the meetup. So be on there and let me know. On that note, I like to hear from you. So give us a shout out at Empowering Pumps using the hashtag Empowering Industry Podcast. And we'll you know give the shout outs back to you. Uh, who are your shout outs this week? That's right. I, well, I, can't, I have to show this. So this is my little present that I got when I was at Valve World Americas. Andre uh, Devonzo, he gave that to me as a special gift because we've been working together for almost 10 years. And so it is um, remarkable to think about that. But I also just wanted to thank him for including me in Valve World Americas from the start. And, you know, it was fun. I saw Ron Prasard, which is a avid listener to this podcast. So hey, Ron, and thanks for your support during the day during the speaker's corner. And also just being, you know, making me feel great. I mean, this is my first trade show back from after surgery, and they were just welcoming me and it just felt awesome. So thanks, Ron.
1: That's awesome. Okay, so the main thing we're gonna talk about today, really throughout the whole podcast, is Empowering Women 2021, the conference that is coming up this week. If you're listening to this on Monday, it's gonna be on Thursday, October 21st. And we just wanted to take a moment. This is our show, we get to talk about whatever we want. (laughs) To talk about this event that we've been working really hard to plan and make it good for all the people that are attending. And in case you're still on the fence about attending, kind of just talk you through some of the benefits and when, what's going to be going on. So,
0: and, and I will say, this is relevant. So it's not just we're talking about anything we want to. Like, this <laughs> is actually important. And yes. um, there's a lot of people involved. Our industry is involved. So
1: it makes a lot of sense. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Okay, so just to start off, I did want to say a very big thank you to all of our top level sponsors for this event, because it's through their patronage that we're able to have this event and help all the people that want to come and learn, whether it's virtual or in person. So to start off, our gold level sponsors are Mueller, ABB, Xylem, and Grumpus. At the silver level, we have Vaughn, Carollo, Takeo, and Riddle. And then lastly, Gail Rudolph, who is our book sponsor, and everyone that's attending is going to get a book. Yes. I'm so excited about
0: that. And just thank you to our sponsors. Y'all are remarkable. Uh, Absolutely could not do it without you. There are many ways to participate, right? So we do have it in person in Chicago at the WIT. The cost for that is $3.99. You get the conference and the gala, which we'll talk about, which is so much fun. If you want to go to the gala only, you can do that for $200. We are going to start the day at 9 a.m. with morning sessions, learning. We'll have lunch up on the roof. Uh, We'll come back downstairs for breakout sessions, which I'm excited about, one of yours. Uh, And then a champagne toast, afternoon sessions, and then the gala and fashion show. It's going to be a great day. But if you're not able to join us in Chicago, you can still learn and connect with the people in the industry. So the virtual option is $150. you will have access through the Whova app. We've already uploaded the pre-recorded episodes um, that or episodes or videos that... I wrote we,
1: episodes. That's that's <laughs> where my mind is at right now is the podcast. That's right. That's sessions right. that all these speakers have worked hard on recording. Video recordings.
0: Yes. You know, PDFs are in there um, with different you know different resources and the chat function, which we love, which yeah. is, I feel like, how we were engaging last year. And the WhoVap really helped us do that. So I will jump on there at 10.30 a.m. live from Chicago to meet up with all of our virtual attendees. Um, so I'm excited about that and seeing you and so make sure you've downloaded that app if you have already registered so that you can be fully engaged with us and that lasts for about six months after so looking forward to sharing you know what we we do record while Mm -hmm. we're at the event and then what's already plugged in there for you.
1: Um, And last year I want to say there was thousands and thousands of chat messages back and forth through Whova and all the people that were participating in that app and it was It's a really easy to use platform and I think a a good alternative if in-person is not an option for you and you still want to learn from these awesome people. That's right. Okay, so we wanted to highlight some of the sessions that you're going to hear about just to kind of give you a little preview, a little teaser of the awesome things that you're going to learn while you're there. The first one I wanted to highlight is Power Up and Power Down, led by Gail Rudolph. Author has a book by the same title. Is kind of giving us an overview of her book, and she's also the book sponsor. So if you're in person, you get the talk, you get the book, you get it signed by the author. It's going to be awesome. But basically, it's all about you know if you've ever had struggles with other people in your workplace. I wouldn't know about that at all. <laughs> I don't have any struggles with her, not at all.
0: But yeah, you know, I, I love it because sometimes we just feel like we have to be powerful all the time. We yes. have to, you know own the room every single time. And sometimes you have to power down and let the other person kind of have it. And that's okay. And she'll, I mean, I'm, Looking forward to learning a little bit more about that as well.
1: Yeah, I definitely am. You know, it's about how we interact with different people and the different personality types. And then, you know, basically all about how we have this conscious choice that we can make where we can look at other people and situations as either our enemy or as people that we can work with and flip that script and learn how to grow and appreciate and strengthen them as well. And I've heard Gail speak a couple of different times and I always leave feeling empowered. So I'm excited about her session. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then I am so excited
0: to have the session with Yolanda, who is a sponsor with Mueller. Um, She is going to talk about pivot. And I think, you know, it's really important to acknowledge what we've been through, what the industry has been through, and just how are we pivoting? How did we have to change our lives, both personal and professional. So really excited to hear from her. Um, she's been such a great supporter this year and last year, and yes. just empowering us all. So I can't wait.
1: Yes, she's a great presence on our calls and reminding us all that we have to appreciate where we are and where we can go. Like Charlie mentioned, I'm speaking um, in a breakout session. Becca and I have a session that we have put together that we're going to be presenting together all about mental load. And what that means is that it's all of, you like your mental checklists and all the things you carry in your head that typically women carry more of. So I'm talking like, kids' schedules and when they need to go to the doctor and and how to stock your fridge and all of the things that you're thinking like, this doesn't really apply to my career, but it really affects your life and your ability to relax and learn and, and grow as a person. And so we're going to talk all about ways to manage it and then help give you tips to redistribute it, whether it's your personal mental load or your work mental load.
0: Yeah. And I, I absolutely agree that it's both personal and mm-hmm. professional because if you're thinking about something and you're not solving that it's going to stay with you. And so you've got to be aware that that's an emotional element that can stress you out a little bit. So I'm also excited about talking about sustainability, living on a leash. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes, yes. Um, So Austin Alexander uh, with Xylem is going to talk through that, but you know, I think sustainability is no longer, and she talks about this, It's no longer, it's nice to have that. It's a must have. People are holding yes, you accountable. Mm-hmm. And so we. how do we do that? And I think it's really great that she's offering that to our attendees. Like here, let's talk about having a strategy. Let's talk about, you know, how can we have, you know, implement this into our business. And, and she's going to teach us how to do that. So that's I'm mean, amazing. So thank you for doing that for one.
1: Yes, agree. And then the last session I wanted to just quickly highlight was we're going to have a panel all about diversity, equity, and inclusion led by Daryl Stinson and Jill Miller and Nicole Calhoun are going to be there talking all about it. And I think we've all been working hard to get better at making sure that we are where we need to be as far as diversity, equity, inclusion goes. And sometimes it's easy for us to be like, well, we're empowering women. We're talking about it. But really, it's more than that. We all know it's more than that. And I think this panel is a good opportunity to have that conversation and decide what else we can do. And we also added a DEI award to our awards list. Yes, yes. That we're excited Um, about.
0: And so we're going to jump into that. We have the awards that will be right I mean, we'll take a little break uh, in between this the conference. A break to go get beautiful. Absolutely, <laughs> uh, I've got the dress. I can't wait to to wear the dress um, and change and do all that fun stuff. Um, but it's because we really want everybody to feel empowered, feel celebrated, like they're going to the Grammys or something, because they are our rock stars in our industry and they're doing amazing things. So absolutely loved celebrating them. Um, we're going to record both the, the award session and the fashion show, kind of produce that for you and reshare it um, through Facebook mm-hmm. uh, premiere. And that's going to be October the 29th. It's a Friday. It'll be fun. We'll see what kind of um, things we have in store from Ralph to include in there, but yeah. um, it's going to be a great time. And, the The award ceremony before was amazing, Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's going to be a little extra this time.
1: Yeah, and when I tell you, we've been prepping to make this look good for you for a long time. Yes, and I think from the very start, I was imagining this taking place. So (laughs) we just have this vision. We want you to come and feel like you're on a red carpet, and like we are here to celebrate you, which is what we are doing because. Day in and day out, we go to work and we do what needs to be done to make things better for our industry, our families, our lives. And uh, it's just a moment to reflect, take some Instagram pictures and tag us and and get the Get That's, the industry yes. to
0: see and celebrate yes. with us.
1: I mean, that is what we want. We
0: we want to celebrate women, not just to give them a high five, but to mm-hmm. say like, we are there as women in industry making yes. a difference. Um, so we do have to make that big statement across all of the social platforms yes. uh, and the news. I mean, any news station that hears this, you can absolutely <laughs>
1: publish this. We would love that. Awesome. So there's going to be 13 awards that we're giving out and the first portion of the night, which is the award ceremony covering everything from Women in the Trades to a Marketing Award, Engineering Award, DEI, like we said, and Empowering Woman of the Year. That'll be our final award. And so our sponsors for the awards are Nicola Labs, Grenfist, Mueller, Xylem, Digital Crossroad, Teco, the Texas a Turbo Lab. ABB Southwest Research Institute, Change Catalyst, Rome Grinding Solutions, Juno Jones, and Empowering Brands. Have yes. you have you heard of them before? I
0: don't know, <laughs> but I know I want to give an award away, so I better sponsor it. And so. We're going to have a great time doing that. And then we're going to shift and go into our fashion show. And this would not be possible. The whole idea of what we're doing here is to showcase women's workwear, whatever that is. So whether it's a hard hat, safety boots, you know, some really cool coveralls, or maybe it's a business suit. Maybe it's a gown. So we're going to have all of that. Okay. So the fashion show sponsors are Saha, Safety for Her. Serafina, Juno Jones, Cover Gals, Liberty, and then Dovetail Workwear, which I'll be wearing throughout the entire conference. So I'm really excited about that too.
1: Yeah. it's This is Charlie's brainchild. It's something she's envisioned for two years now since we had the 2019 event. And we just want to show what you look like at work, whatever that means for you.
0: Yeah. I want everybody to be able to wear whatever they want. So there's there's kind of two worlds out there. And I think that you should be able to wear a princess dress if you want to and not be excluded from, say, engineering or, or vice versa. You can be plain Jane, and, and that doesn't mean that you're not included in what we're trying to do here. Um, so it's just, in my opinion, showing up, being yeah. yourself. Have we said that enough? We want you to be yourself. That's the theme of the event, and we're going to showcase everyone.
1: I love it. And finishing out the night with our friend supporter, the acoustic DJ Ralph. Does Ralph even have a last name? I don't. I don't know. All I know is he is my yes. acoustic
0: DJ, and that's how you can find he, him on Instagram as yes, well. Yes,
1: he played in 2019, and. It was a good time. We all enjoyed dancing so much so that when the event was over, our team just stayed and danced instead of actually picking up. So we were there very late. I think we're not going to do that this year, but I am looking forward to dancing and just kind of like an end of the night fun. We're here together. It'll be awesome. So I do have to say Ralph Anthony, he is
0: is, um, going to be producing a special piece of music for our fashion show at the very end. So I'm excited about that and to share that with everyone to be themselves. So be with us. Be ready to you know, re-watch it with us, engage with us online and social, uh, but also plan ahead. Go ahead and save the date for next year uh, to be October the 13th, 2022 in New Orleans. And that'll be a fun time for sure.
1: And for all of the marketers that are listening to this call, Get in now as one of our sponsors, because then you just get even more benefit because we include sponsors on all of our marketing things that go out and our website and our social. And so if you get in now, that's extra months of being a sponsor and put it in the budget now and then
0: (laughs) you don't have to worry about it. You can bring all your friends in the office versus like just your one bestie. So let's make sure that we get that on the books. And I guess we, I guess we're done. That's, we, we could go on for days, I think.
1: Yeah, we're done. Looking forward to seeing you all. And now we're going to move into the news. This is where we're going to preview some news coming out on the Empowering Pumps and Equipment newsletter this week. Sign up for it. It'll be in your inbox two times a week with great stories that you should read to help keep you up to date on what's going on in the industry.
0: Our person of the week is going to be from our digital edition, A Day in the Life with Howard Penrose, and I feel like I've known Howard since my very start in the industry. I won't even say at wear, but Howard has yeah. created our very first video for Empowering Pumps. It was a very um, animated video. I don't even know how he did it, but I think it's because he just has a wealth of knowledge. Um, Howard is the president of Motor Doc. He is a managing partner at the 2XL Powerlifting. Yes, I said powerlifting. There are
1: pictures on this link, so definitely check that out.
0: Yes, he is the past chair at SMRP. Um, and he's done a lot of things with the Institute of Electrical and Electronic Engineers. Mm-hmm. I think he's just a remarkable person. And he's done a lot of things that you don't even know that aren't listed, but he is changing our industry. And so we've, we've learned a lot, a lot on these calls, on the meetups that we have with them, yeah. and just a, a resource within this space. So look forward to sharing this with you and hopefully seeing Howard sometime soon.
1: And I would say he's definitely a face that I recognize. I don't know that I would have put his name together with him, but I recognize his face from all of the events and seeing him there and seeing on our calls. And now I'm going to go and make sure I have him on my LinkedIn so I can connect with him. And I would encourage all of you to do the same because that's the point of our person of the week features. We want to connect all of you with the other people in the industry that are awesome that you need to know. And if you know someone who should be a person of the week, you can nominate them. Absolutely. Do that. It's really easy. It's on the website or we'll
0: send you to the link here on the show notes as well. But nominate somebody that you think just needs a high five. I mean, we like to do that too. So
1: yes. Okay. So my new story that I'm going to preview for you today comes to us from FlowServe entitled Rethink the Mag Drive. So the TB Mag Magnetic Pump Mag Drive sets a new benchmark for magnetic drive pump value and performance. The features that this pump has is a revolutionary dynamic thrust balancing system, and it eliminates the need for thrust bearings. This results in a highly efficient operation, outstanding reliability, lower total cost of ownership, leakage protection, and um, even works on applications containing up to 30% solids. They have a short video that they want you to view. It's just five minutes uh, where you can learn how innovative the pump is and how it can automatically compensate for changes and conditions and all of those fun things. And so I definitely recommend watching their video, reading the article and letting FlowServe and us know what you think about the new Mac drive. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm going to talk to you about how sealess pumps
0: can prevent fugitive emissions. I'm
1: impressed. I can never say sealless. Yes. Well, sealless pumps. Well,
0: we're normally talking about sealing, and yes. you don't really even have to do that because this is C-less. And so, winner is actually talking to us about fugitive emissions, and and really, you know, talks about how and what it is, right? So, fugitive emissions. It, these are emissions that we have control over in the you know equipment space, it's released into the atmosphere while pumping natural gas liquids. It's dangerous. We've talked about this, and we have things that can prevent this. So to control and contain fugitive emissions in the oil and gas applications that pump NGLs, the CLIS, that's right I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I said it okay the <laughs> sealess design of hydrocell pumps has no leaks and so you know this is basically it doesn't have a seal like a, a mechanical seal that you would really think about it's without a seal it doesn't have to seal so um, there's no packing by design and therefore these dangerous gases do not escape and I think it's really important Yes. Um, some of the advantages of course are reducing downtime you're not you know kind of changing out these seals. It will run dry indefinitely without damaging the equipment, um, which is also great advantage. It yeah. reduces that downtime again. Uh, most importantly, Hydrocell sealess pumps have uh, separate fluid and power ends, providing no leak path for harmful emissions. And so I would just say, if you're out there and you're an operator, you're going to be using this to protect us. From these har- yes. harmful emissions that are going out, and we appreciate that, and looking for ways that we can use this when, when we can. Uh, so thank you for sharing this with us. It's something yeah. we like to talk about. There's many ways to prevent this, and the fugitive emissions, is because you, you hear about emissions all the time, methane emissions, everything else, but the fugitive ones are the things that we can actually take care of with proper equipment design.
1: Yes, so important. Okay. Moving into our industry interview this week, which ties into our Empowering Women event preview. One of my favorite people, can I say that? Yeah, absolutely. Introduce her for us. Yes.
0: Shannon Bumgarner, we love you, first of all. Thank you so much for being the host of the Empowering Women podcast. Uh, But in your day job, I really wanted to talk to her about that. She is the integrated supply chain leader, inspiring change within organizations. Um, She has a very very strong, a mission Mm -hmm. to help uh, women in STEM. Um, She is a degreed engineer with 20 plus years experience. She has worked for leading industrial companies, strengthening quality, procurement, process engineering strategies, mentoring women in large male-dominated spaces. You know, we talk about this a lot, but she really is. She's a mentor. She is constantly providing resources And she's been there. She's been doing it. She comes from the manufacturing world. And, you know, it's wonderful to have her on our team and just be a part of our group. So um, she does have a a session in the virtual. Uh, So she will be talking about the great resignation. And so if you haven't talked about that or heard about that, you need to. And we need to really talk about our workforce. So check that out. If you want to just join the Empowering Women Conference virtually just to hear
1: that, it's a good idea. Agree. Okay, so I'm really looking forward to the interview. So without further delay, here's your interview.
0: Hey, Shannon. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm just so excited about just having time with you for one, we'll say that. But then getting to share you with my audience and just yeah, thank you for being here. That's the best way I can start this, and then we'll let you do it. We're gonna we're gonna always kind of open with kind of who you are, what you do.
2: But I'm gonna steal your line uh, and just tell me what's your story. Yeah, what's my story? So, Charlie, I was telling you before we started. It's weird being on this end of the mic. Um, so it's weird to be actually doing the talking versus doing the asking. But my story. So I am an only child from North Carolina. And I did not grow up in a neighborhood, so I am every bit the only child, independent, a little bit sassy. And um, I went through school, and I decided that I wanted to go in engineering. And when I told my parents that, they both looked at me like I had horns coming out of my head, like, where did that come from? So, But I decided uh, that's what I wanted to do. I fell in love with chemistry when I was a junior in high school and decided between that and I was actually good at math. And you probably know this, but a lot of girls early on decide they're not good at math. I knew I was good at both. And I asked myself, where can I do both of those? And chemical engineering just really came to the top of something that I could do. So I drove down Interstate 40 a couple of hours to uh, North Carolina State University, and I remember the first time I stepped on that campus, I thought, what in the world am I thinking about doing to myself? Because it is a very big uh, university here in the state. Just wow, coming from, okay, I'm just in my house uh, with with my parents.
0: And then, wow, uh, just thrown yeah. into the university. Because at
2: that time, I think it was about, I'm sure it's much bigger now. It was about twenty seven or 30,000 students at the university. And I'm sure it's much bigger now. But I, I decided to do that. And then I got an offer to double major in pulp and paper science and technology. And I got a partial scholarship to do that. And I said, what the heck? Let's just see what this looks like and let's try it. So, I did. Um, it was a four and a half year program. And because I'm a complete overachiever, I finished in four years. I graduated from the university and then went on to start my career in a paper mill as a process engineer. And I know, Charlie, you've heard me say this. It's part of my tagline, so to say, that I'm a process engineer at heart. I will always look at the world that way. And I joke with people that I'm the person you do not want to take with you to like the TSA line or a food buffet, because I'm going to tell you, oh, this is totally unbalanced. What's going on here? We need to move this over here and that over there. Um, <laughs> but I will always be a process engineer at heart. Yeah, I
0: mean, I just think first of all, like getting a scholarship in pulp and paper, like, where does this come from? You know, like, th- th- I just think that's very unique. So
2: it is very, why unique. is it? Where did it come from? So they have a dual degree program at NC State with that. So they, I think they honestly go out and look for chemical engineers that could potentially, and quite frankly, I think they were looking for women. It's very much like the pump industry; it's very, very male dominated. So I think they really try to find diversity where they can. So, they, and I said, well, heck, I'm going to go anyway for chemie. So let's give it a shot. And if I don't like it, I can always decide to do something different. So. Um, I did amazing. it for a couple years and then honestly it just wasn't my thing. And so I actually spent about 10 years in the telecommunications industry doing a lot of different things, um, process engineering. Um, I actually worked in manufacturing supervision. A lot of people don't know that about my background, and there's no be- better test of leadership at 2 a.m. in the morning when some machine does something crazy, and you're like, "And that happened on my first week, so wow. you don't know what to do." <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just t- take a pause and figure this out. I'm sure. <laughs> Breathe really deeply and go figure out who to call. Yep. And then I spent a lot of time uh, in the quality world, so I've been done quality engineering. Um, I've done a lot of quality systems and process work, and then a lot of quality leadership in manufacturing. And then I left the telecommunications world. Spent a couple years um, with a consumer electrical manufacturer being a quality leader, and then I joined joined a form of the company I'm at now. I'll leave it at that. There's been a lot of mergers and changes about eight years ago, where I really got into global procurement and supply chain. And then the story I really like to tell. Charlie is about three and a half or four years ago, I went through a women's leadership program at the company and decided to make a complete and absolute career pivot into category management. So managing things that we purchase from our suppliers and talk about different. The favorite story that I like to tell is anybody in this world knows about going out and doing a sourcing bid for something. And I had a leader pull me in his office and said, "We've had this issue come up. I need you to run an emergency RFP for this particular purchase." And I went back to my desk and thought, "What is an RFP? What am I supposed to do with that?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I literally, right. but
2: I went. The, the take home for the audience is my network is what saved me. So one of my good friends was in a sister group, and I pinged him and I said, "Hey Greg, can you help please?" And I had lunch with him that day or the next day. And he walked me through everything that I needed to do. So he was a fantastic support system.
0: Yeah. So uh, RFP—that uh, just phrase or, or whatever you want to call it—word that gives me like hives. So we get those in marketing too, and it is it is like the most detailed questions that you will ever be asked. Yep. So it's not an easy feat. You I mean, it takes time to fill these things, yep. out and and so just in that moment, emergency and you leaned on your network. That sounds like you. Yep.
2: Yep, exactly. So I did that. And as you know, Charlie and how you and I got initially connected, it's quite a few years ago. It seems hard to believe. I, know. Is I really have a huge voice in gender parity and STEM. So that's my passion, as you know. And I started doing public speaking at first for my company. And then I've, I've branched out and I do it um, outside of my company now. And I do a lot with peer coaching and mentoring. I am now a podcaster, thanks to Charlie, and I have so much fun doing that. And, and that's really my story. So I went from an only child, quite frankly, really sheltered to just figuring out how to ignite my fire and bust in the world and trying to shift every paradigm that I can along the way.
0: Yeah, and you have created such a following and a network. So you're definitely not that girl that's alone anymore. You you have such a power around you, and creating these networks and creating it for change. So I'm I'm really curious. I know um, you are passionate about STEM and and, and focused on doing actionable things in our industry, but what ultimately do you think needs to change uh, within kind of that STEM field within the, you know,
2: what can we really do to affect gender parity? Uh, I think that um, we have to look at the cultures and environments that we're building. And I think any gender identity, men, women, or, you know, non-binary gender, they really have to look at the environment they're creating I I think the hardest thing, Charlie, is we have to look at our unconscious bias, and I do that now, honestly, on a daily basis. So I might see someone that triggers a negative reaction in me, and I'm now learning to recognize it, right? So I think we have to learn how to create those truly diverse and inclusive environments. So that's number one. But number two, I think the thing that's really stood out to me that I really didn't give a lot of credence to was that representation matters. And I'll be yes. honest, part of that was through the recent um, election and forget about the politics, but knowing that there was a black female, I saw it impact so many people. And then as I've taken the podcast journey, it's come out from several of um, the African-American women that we've had an opportunity to interview that they walk into the room and they're always the only and people. Mm-hmm. People sometimes the only. I only. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're shy of them too. They don't know how to approach it. So I think there's a lot of conversations. So I think we really have to to watch and advocate for representation. Um, that's been my second big learning over the last eighteen to twenty four months. I absolutely agree with that.
0: And you know, we say that for females that you know you, we want to have a role model to look up to. Uh, but I I think it's even more so in the people of color in general yep. that, to having someone to look up to and know that they can uh, because this person did it. And I keep seeing that message. It's true. I mean, there are people in the industry doing amazing things. We just need to highlight them. We need to be able to share their story.
2: Yeah. I I tell you, Charlie, I'm going to be really vulnerable here and hopefully I won't get too emotional. But when we had what I call the second pandemic in 2020 around really confronting a very racist background, I I read a, a book and I got to the chapter on feminism. And I literally broke down, Charlie, because it was about how it's been white feminism. And I just, it really has. And I thought about all the work that I have done has really been focused around white feminism and how, quite frankly, people like me have to change.
0: Yeah, well, if you go back to the 1920s, uh, okay, when we're trying to get the right to vote and everything right. else, um, it was white women first. So when we celebrate 100 years of yep. being able to vote, black women still couldn't vote, and that's what I love so much about the Iron Jaw movie is angels. Just, yep, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is okay. Well, I'm gonna get out there and walk anyway. You know, they didn't want me to, you know, be in this line or whatever, yep. but I'm gonna walk out there anyway. And just a I was so like, you know, cheering her on, you know, as she jumped in. And I, I think we do have to recognize that we have to recognize it. And and we can simply start by recognizing spending time on our own biases, like you
2: said. And then that creates that change, um, you know, taking this first step. I think what I would charge our listeners with is, and I think Charlie, you do such a fantastic job with this, really get to know people that don't look like you that don't come from backgrounds like you and force yourself because as, as humans, we want to connect with people that look like us or maybe come from a similar background. And we intentionally, unintentionally, pardon me, limit ourselves. And I think that's been the challenge to myself. And that's what I would challenge the listeners for is go build a network that does not look like you. Yeah. And it is, it has to be intentional because
0: your human nature is to stay in your comfort zone. I mean, that's how it is. If you, you know, in every element, you're going to stay with what you're comfortable with. And you add the factor of looks like, sounds like, you know, acts like me um, is just easier. So it's worth it. I'll tell you, I, uh, a couple of years back as I was creating the Empowering Women conference, we didn't have a lot of diversity in our photographs and different things. And we're trying to figure out what's the best way to do this. And it's about bringing them in and being, being the speakers being in our network parties. So then you can create photographs that represent the true community. So it's building that true community, which you're great at too. Is what I was going to say.
2: Yeah. I actually got a speaking certification about a year and a half or two years ago. And the lady that leads that, she said something that if you go to a conference and maybe you're on the speaking slate and it's all white women, let's just go there. Actually step back and say, I, I'm i not going to do this. I want to give my slot over to someone who doesn't look like me or talk like me to, to do that. So I, I thought that, and I think you need to do that at work, right? Bring other people and diverse ideas into the table and the room that you're in. Yeah, that is such great advice. Uh, I actually just did that
0: with a all male, white male panel, and whether I supported <laughs> the event or not, panels. Yeah, did you know well, that? Like, <laughs> yes, yes, I've heard. That. But I was like, okay, there's women in the video. Like, there's women in the like event video for this place. Like, why aren't they on the speakers panel? I know they're there. So I was. I was curious. I mean, I think that's the first step is just being curious. Right. Are there any women speakers or people of color speakers out there? And she's of course. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> Let's make a change. And I think it, it does have to be intentional. And the more that we talk about it, the easier it will be for people to recognize that in their own systems. Because sometimes you just don't see it. You don't understand that you're, you know, posting the same white feminine hands over and
2: over again, for example. Yeah look to that, look what you can do. But so challenge to your listeners, if you know of any incredible um, women that you'd like to feature, you know, reach out to me. Um, We're always looking for diverse voices on our Empowering Women podcast, which is where we're going. So I (laughs) wanted to hear about the Empowering Women podcast.
0: So just a little backstory for everyone. I met Shannon through Crystal, who listened to her speak at the Hydraulic Institute's meeting, she uh, went to, we were doing women in the pump industry and they were having a, a session and you, they were just raving about your presentation. Like, well, I need to know her. Okay. And then fast forward, uh, she was a speaker at our event and now she hosts the Empowering Women's podcast. And it is a passion of hers and she, you can hear it ring through on the podcast. But I am curious.
2: You know, throughout this process of being a podcaster, what have you learned? Well, first of all, I want to tell you the story when you reached out to me. So I read the email, Charlie, and I think I shut it and opened it at least five to seven times. And I wanted to write back and say, Charlie Matthews, have you lost your absolute <laughs> mind? <laughs> so that was that was the first reaction. Yeah, well, I tell that story because when I spoke at the Hydraulic Institute, it was my first formal speaking engagement, and it was for my company at the time. But I I had the same thought. And so what I want to leave your listeners with is if it scares you, you probably want to look at it a little bit more deeply. I'm not saying to take crazy risk, but yeah, I agree. Really, if it scares you, you probably should be trying it. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I, I think that that is key. And uh, it's so much of learning that though, Shannon, I think, I think people have to kind of go through something that scares them and be our, you know, rock star on the other side of it to believe it. Um, but if you will just believe us, cause you know, we're awesome. Yeah. Just do it, do it. And you're on the other side of it. You'll be so happy that you did so.
2: Yeah. So that's, that's the first thing, but you asked me what I've learned, one um, is that podcasting is incredibly fun, so there's the first one. But second, um, if you want to do it well, it also requires preparation. So I've got this great prep guide that wonderfully Charlie provided me, and we've gotten a lot of good feedback on it. So I would say that prep, prep is critical. I'm gonna have to give a shout out to Bethany because any okay. kind of
0: prep or training or educational okay. piece is gonna come from Bethany. Um, she is a great trainer in that regard, um, and yep. and really she's the producer and. Yep. helps us with our scripts and everything for for the podcast. So,
2: hey Bethany, we love you and we I miss you right now. <laughs> yes, yes. So, I think that one is prep is critical. And I think the third one is I really try to link it to meaning and what's going on in the world. So, if I can link it to a month, a cel- celebratory month, if I can link it to, like, for example, we just dropped our last podcast as, as Charlie and I record this on gender pay parity. And I got to give a shout out that September, I believe it's the 18th, uh, is International Equal Pay Day for women that you that the UN, believe it or not, Charlie, just started in 2020.
1: I thought uh, that so was it's hard to believe, wild. but it's yes.
2: really trying to connect with people. And I think what's so cool about it, Charlie, is we don't just connect on what women leaders face. I think we just connect quite frankly on what leaders face. So yes. our guest Michelle Gemma did a really good job of saying this is not just a female issue. This is there's some also some issues that that impact our non-binary or male colleagues and it's the systems really not working for anybody, which I found as a learning for me.
0: Yeah, you know, I was talking to my team today. And one of the things just because of the name empowering women, some people may not feel like they belong there. uh, Part of that conversation, because it is about women. But the way that I think about this is that if I empower women in this area, we grow women here, we are the ones that are going to think about these things that need to change and for everyone. And I think if we can empower women that these things become more clear of like, if you're putting someone and making them feel uncomfortable as a woman, think about what you're doing for other people in minorities. Like just think about it in that way. Um, Are you doing that? So I think the emphasis there on empowering women is to empower the whole workforce, right? Like we want the workforce to get better. We want our our STEM in training to get better, you know, and have opportunities. Um, but it's a challenge because of what we associate already in our brains. And so I just wanted to be clear, like we are interested in empowering everyone and that is our brand, you know, um, yep. I, th- I tell, you know, Bethany, I love empowering industry podcasts because it collects everything we do into one spot and we get to talk about it. Uh, But at the end of the day, we're just empowering people and businesses and, you know, that's what we love to do here. And
2: you're, you're part of that, Shannon. And I can't wait to, I I do feel like I empowered you a little bit with the podcast. You you did because the funny part is, is Charlie had to cajole me a little bit. That's the funny part. The listeners don't know. Cause I thought, wow, she has really lost a rocker over there, but I will tell you, Charlie, and again, I'm going to try to get this without being emotional. Um, I agreed to the podcast. I think it was around November ish, October, November of last year. And uh, most people know this, but my dad passed away in the middle of December, um, unexpectedly. And it has been one of the things that's kept me inspired and motivated through some through some tough days. So, it at first I thought, man, I don't have the energy to do this. I, I came up in January. I'm like, oh, but I said I would do it, so I got to do it. But it's really been the fire that stayed in my belly to to keep me through some some challenging days. And I think that's because in the end of the day, you are passionate about it. Um, and,
0: you know, some of these things, it kind of comes and flows in seasons. Um, I remember when I was starting Empowering Women and it was so hard when people would ask me the question, like, why are you empowering women, not men? And I'm like, well, I empower men every day, you know, like I've been doing that forever. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, it it was figuring out that it was important and it does drive you. It's It's so important to me to... Um, see something that is, you know, not working well, and try to fix it. I mean, I'm not an engineer, but I do have that problem solving
2: in me. And so you're an adopted engineer, Charlie, you might as well be at this point. So, you know, it's, it's,
0: that's why, you know, you can come on here and you can talk about things that matter to you. And I do love you sharing the story about what's going on with your life and your family right now, because it affects you're everything. And I think that if you do that as a podcaster, they believe you and they want to, you know, follow you and trust you. And, and you know, they, you almost feel like you're best friends with your podcast person yep. that you're listening to, right? Yep. That's what we hope. In the grand scheme of things, we hope yep. that you are friends
2: with us. And I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So, because well, okay. people give you the biggest gift that they have, and that's their time, even if they're commuting or, in the bathroom and they're getting ready for the day. They're giving you their biggest value, which is time. Yeah. Oh, well said. Uh, Speaking of time, uh, we are
0: going to be in Chicago October the 21st. I'm so excited. And we are going to be in person and I get to hear you speak on the panel. I get to hang out with you. It's going to be just a whole lot of fun. So that's
2: what I look forward to among a lot of other things. But what about you? What do you look forward to? I'm definitely looking forward to the conference. It's definitely been a different 18 months. I'm definitely looking forward to that. And I think the other thing that I'm looking forward to, Charlie, is um, I've sort of, I guess, narrowed my niche a little bit. And I really want to focus on uh, retaining women in STEM. So as you know, there's a lot and there's more that we need to do on recruiting women in STEM. But I finally narrowed my focus to retaining women in STEM and building a platform where women like that can come for support, community, and education. So that's what's bowling in the back of my head. And I'm starting to build it um, quietly. And that's what I'm, I'm really looking forward to and excited about. Uh, it's going to be wonderful. Uh, just this week, I
0: was talking to somebody who was in STEM who uh, wanted to change careers and could use some help because she feels like, you know, she's just old to be making a change. She'd been working for some Uh, company for a while. So, you know, those are the real stories out there that you're going to be helping with super excited. And we're wrapping up. But is there anything else you want to leave our listeners with other than going to um, subscribe to the empowering women podcast?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely come join us if you haven't on the Empowering Women podcast. If you are a male or non-binary, I promise there will be something in there for you. Uh, I also say please join us either virtually or in person at the Empowering Women conference. Um, you can also join us on the Empowering Women Slack channel. And again, this is not just for women. Uh, and then obviously, there's a, we always have a link to the Empowering Women website. And then we have our monthly meetups, as you know, Charlie, and and you always have usually a really cool guest speaker and it's just a good time to connect. And it's really easy to do. It's in the middle of the day. You can just join us. So I would say um, stay connected and get involved. So the last thing I'd want to leave people with is that it's sort of where I started that your community and your network is everything. Um, It will get you through the really tough times. It will be the people that you call when things are going really well or that awesome thing just happened to you. And it will be the connection and your journey as you move forward. So that's the thing I'd love to leave people with is build your community and do it deliberately and go find people that don't look like you so that you even have a broader perspective as you move forward on your life's journey.
0: I've got all the feels and chills for that one. Thank you, Shannon. (laughs) It's such a pleasure
2: to be with you. Absolutely. It always is. It's good to see you, Charlie. Good to see you too.
1: we're back. Charlie could thank me in person. It's fine. <laughs> we're back and we're excited. Thank you for bringing Shannon on the show. She has her own podcast. If you want to hear even more from her, our empowering women com- uh, podcast, and she brings on great guests and always has wonderful things to say. And is such a professional at recording. So easy to edit from my end, uh, but we love her. And uh, I hope that you got just as much out of her interview as we did. Well, this brings us to the end of the show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Do us a favor, subscribe, rate and review the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or leave us a comment on YouTube and let us know, I don't know, what you're most excited about for Empowering Women or what you got out of our news previews. Or how much you love seeing us in person together. Um,
0: (laughs) So, okay. So reach out to us using at Empowering Pumps, the hashtag Empowering Industry Podcast, or email us podcast at Empowering Pumps.
1: And we'll be back every Monday with a new episode next week, since we will be recording, or we will be in person at Empowering Women. Next week, we're just going to release an interview. Becca did a knowledge share with SMRP. Mm -hmm. So that'll be released next Monday for our episode. And we hope you're here. Yeah. And so SMRP is that following
0: week in St. Louis. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's timely. It's great. Take a listen to it. And until then, until then, be empowering. You're empowering. This chair is empowering.